P-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. I'm supposed to ask Steve about light bulbs to start the show. <laughs> I don't know why this is a big deal. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> oh, Jesse, you love it. Jesse seems pumped about it, so I, I feel like it's a good idea. What'd you do? So, we need light bulbs for the office. Now, so... Let back, back up. First sentence, back up. I don't, I don't understand. We don't need light bulbs. Yeah. We went down to the basement, and Steve wanted to change the light bulbs because he does not like the hue of them. So right now, they are the yellow homey hue. They're a bit nightclub-y, yeah. And he wants the, the white hue. Nightclub-y? Well, it's like a like do you, a like do you a lounge. usually uh, club in an interrogation room. Well, if you're gonna turn them to white, they're gonna look like an interrogation room. The yellow <laughs> is like the, it's it's like the calming thing. If you're gonna turn it to white, it's like hospital. No. So it's not that we need light bulbs. It's that Steve's preference is the white ones over the yellow. Okay. Ones. Okay. And yes. I don't have any objections to this. And Neither assuming, do I. Yeah. Neither like, do I, I. I don't care. That's why I'm very. So supportive. then, what's the friggin' problem, Jesse? <laughs> I just thought it was important that we get that out there. So so you're changing the light bulbs? Yeah, so I went to Home Depot yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh I uh, did so in uh North Ajax. Good. Which no, it's not. I hear good things. You they lied to you. Okay. All right. It is an undrivable safari wasteland <laughs> where you will die immediately. <laughs> Because there are so many damn cars. Yeah. And you'll get mauled by a leopard, a leopard. Uh-huh. And I I went there and I was very proud. What about a Jaguar? And and perhaps a Jaguar. <laughs> um, and uh, I was very proud and I brought them in today, all 15 of them. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. why get a little pack to make sure they're the right ones? And um, <laughs> I knew it. They're not the Those right damn pot lights are so hard. So here's what you do with pot lights: you take, one. you give up and just leave them. Is what you do. You, you take one, you leave them until they're you all go, broken, and then you just sell the. Place. And you go to the lighting people yeah. in the lighting section. It's a very specific thing. Lights are fucking hard. All right, and and you go to the section and you go, hey, do you have one that matches this? Well, do you know how much voltage? No, I have no idea. I have this one. I have. And this, I need this one. Find this one, but in the yes. color that I need. And yes. on the way back to my car in the parking lot, I was mauled by a Jaguar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was very so. So you sad. bought how you, many light bulbs did you Steve buy? Steve came 15. in. Fifteen. He came in this morning, pumped. I, I'm in. I'm working, and and Steve comes in, just runs downstairs to go change these light bulbs. You could say I was glowing. You were glowing. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> any, any, and then all I hear from the basement is, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh, you did hear that? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. As Steve goes I to think, change one, and I think the for wrong relevant context, because people are gonna be like, "You guys are being awful hard on Steve." Steve, how many times have you used that room? Uh, <laughs> never, because it feels like an interrogation room, and I just figure, I don't know. We're going to eventually bring more people down there. Yeah. And I don't know. I was trying to show some initiative, and it didn't friggin' work. I was very supportive of this I, whole I was, too. I was, too. Yeah. I would have suggested bringing a sample with you, but, <laughs> you know. You know what I never understand, too? If, you got, hey, like, if you're switching out your light bulbs. As a concept? Bulbs, Sorry, what? If, if you're switching out your light bulbs, what do you do with the old ones? <laughs> you, uh, <clears throat> uh, in my experience, um, which is watching the film 40-Year-Old Version, mm-hmm. uh, you just hang out uh, behind the office. And, and just smash them? Smash them. The fluorescence? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm grateful in this building we don't have fluorescent lighting. It's the least. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for teachers 
I had a teacher once that like used to shut off the lights in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, when it was sunny outside because he's like, you know what? I think we could all use a break, and I can remember that. And mm. you know, we're actually that's, this, that's why it's the lighting in this teacher. studio is actually very very benign. Like it's easy, mm-hmm. but there are times where, like when we're in. I used to remember from BT or even in the studio where uh, we normally do the show where the lights are so bright, like the rest of the afternoon, I just want it dark. I, I just, I can't, I, I don't want it. I know what you mean. I understand. And it, so now once the lighting project's done, have you spoken to Jesse? Cause I'm assuming you, you, you consult with Jesse on this. Uh, have you spoken to Jesse about what the next project is for Steve around the building? Um, <laughs> yeah, we have actually. What's the next project? What is uh, that? We're going to get album art of all the shows. And we're gonna yeah, that's up. that's an ongoing project. I yeah. feel like that was started before the light bulbs, and then that took a pause because the, well, the light, light bulbs took priority. And you can see why. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. can see why. You understand. You know. Don't try. <laughs> Don't make an effort. Just... Definitely get real estate with your friends because it's the best. Oh. I'm, I'm having fun with this. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good question, Adam, though. Like, what other tasks can we give can Steve? We, well, no, no. Because the furnace can't give him that. No. That's but, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, because the, the filter. We can't do He doesn't the know the filters. No. He's going to smash one in that's not the See, right Jesse, size. I didn't know there were different sizes. Jesse, Jesse, the other thing I want to say is we can't give it to him. He has to come up with it on its own. Yeah. Because it's never going to be good enough if we come up with it. Because yeah. it would be useful. It has to if be self-motivated. Yeah. It's got to be look like, at something. Like, okay, so just to give you an idea. <laughs> it's Steve, called ADHD. Steve decided one day that we needed stuff in the office. He's like, I'm going to go grocery shopping. We're like, okay. And I'm thinking like he's going to get, you know, creamer for the coffees or whatever. He <laughs> comes did. in. He comes in with, with granola bars, which we appreciate. Yeah. And then like. Drew asked for them. Bananas and apples. <laughs> I'm like, ban- bananas just Bana- ask for fruit. <laughs> Adam, Adam's dying. So. I should have got cough syrup. <laughs> bananas. Bananas that last like four fucking days. Yeah, because I eat bananas. And I know Jesse wanted apples. Bring them in on a Monday. They're already like And you wanted my despair. Coming right up. Got it for you, pal. Here it is. In abundance. The one, the one resource that never runs low. By the uh, way, Adam, yeah. one of the things I bought on my run mm-hmm. was honey halls. Would you like some? I would love some if you can. Yeah. I've had, I don't know if you guys, if anybody's had this, but there's this thing going around right now where it's like a cough, but it never gets into your, your being sinuses. A loser? Yeah, it's, it's called being a loser. No, it's, um, I already, I caught that disease years ago. Uh, no, it was like, it doesn't get into your sinuses or anything. Like, it's just, it's just in your throat and in your lungs. And I have had – it's the craziest thing. I've had asthma attacks while I'm sleeping this week. You ever tried not having asthma? I know. It's crazy. But, like, I've, I haven't had an asthma attack in years, and I've had six in the last couple of weeks. It's crazy. One at ice hockey. <clears throat> yeah, one at ice hockey, which yeah. was sort oh, of self-inflicted. Right. Uh, and then and then this has just been like I, – I woke up last night again, and I was like, man, I can't breathe. Like, I got to – You ever gotta, tried sucking it up? I should rock it. Next time I got to walk it off. Yeah. Back when people only lived to 35, like they didn't have to deal with that. That's right. They were just men. Guys, we, we could have retired by now. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. When people great. lived to 35, like I would have been I'd have been in Florida right now. <laughs> Golfing. Would have been out. I'd have six months left. You're a terrible golfer. I'm a terrible golfer. You're mowing the lawn. And I hate it, too. I have no patience. Yeah, you don't it. like golf. <laughs> I like golf. I love watching golf. I love the idea of golf. But golf itself, like, first off. Like Jesse, Je- first off, Drew and Jesse are great golfers. But Jesse, you're athletic, and I feel like you just 
You, you go, I'm going to do that, and then you do it. You know that's not the way for everybody. For, for other people, wow. it's like, I'm going to do that, and, and, and your coordination is like, no, you're not. Actually. No, every, everything's time and effort. You know, mm. If you put enough time, if you put enough hours into anything, you'll get good at it. Kiss my ass. That's so not true. It is so true. If you t- put He's, enough trying to Malcolm Gladwell at 10,000 hours. No, it's true, it though. It takes you fewer hours. Like, Do you understand? No, yeah, but, no, but everything fewer. is a comp- In terms of like athletic things and just uh, you want to get good at golf, golf is just hours. Just man hours. Okay, playing. but same same with skating. Like skating is just man hours on the ice. Okay, as uh, long as you're willing to put those hours in, you can get good at it. I I you're agree. Better, I agree. But okay. I can tell you that if you and I had both started at seven years old playing hockey, because that's mm-hmm. when I started, mm-hmm. I was three years after everybody else. Um, because people are maniacs in this country. <laughs> when did Leo start? Uh, well, so this was the thing. I'm like, okay, he has to start like within the next year, or he's going to be behind. <laughs> So I guess, behind what? I guess I'm right. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm sorry. Are you sending him to the show or something? Like, are you going to be one of those guys? No, I want him to like make money, so he's not going to go to the NHL. Okay. He's, no, I'll have him do something else. Okay. Influencer, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just hours. Like, it's just out. Yes. If, if we, but Jesse, Jesse, yeah. you have to admit, if we had both started at the same age and we both born in the same year, who's going to be better at the end of ten years? Uh Am I putting in more hours than you? Am I we're more dedicated? The exact same hours. Then we're about the same. Scale. No, depending. We're not. It, it, well, no, that we're that not. then, if we're the exact same, then that depends on a whole of a bunch of other factors. You know, then then we get into little things like Listen, athleticism. And, you can't tell me that yeah. little things like athleticism, which no, is what I'm little, saying. Like I don't know, maybe I I gained other skills in other ways, so, and that translates over to hockey. Oh, uh, like okay. I'm, I'm saying, once once we break down that barrier of us equally practicing at the exact same moments, then you get into all of the other um like advantages, like genes. You yes. Know? Well, Jesse's you're pretending that like like that athletes, like professional athletes, aren't different human beings. And no, they are. no, they are. They like, are. One of one of my favorite things. Uh, one of my favorite athletes is Michael Phelps just because of how differently he was born. Yes. He's, he's born with limbs that make him more like a fish. He's shaped like a flying Didn't, he have, it's, didn't it's, he have webbed toes, dude? Yeah, he has webbed toes, and his arms bend funny. Since same with his, his, the, the joints in his knees. Like, he's literally born to be uh, uh, the greatest swimmer of all time, and I think that's such an incredible thing. Plus, he did all of the work, plus all of the training and the, the special things that he does in, in his daily, daily life. But, like, yes, once we get into the practicing portion where we're doing equally then we get into like hey i was born with this advantage then yeah yes yeah so okay <laughs> i and i also think this it, it goes sport to sport depending on the human being and 100%, you're good at. 100%. like baseball i never played baseball outside of t-ball but every time i step and play baseball with my friends i'm one of the better players on the field you and probably I, have like really good hand-eye coordination yes. naturally yeah. yeah i can like i can yeah. snatch things anyway. incredibly competitive i oh yeah, yeah. extreme adam and i played one game of uh, freaking it was a great game and then covid shut us down but we were the three four hitters in the oh, lineup yeah. and we went back to back home runs yeah it was it was, it was so sick. awesome back jesse, to back i had to hustle mine jesse's just went did you pimp gone it? did huh? you pimp did you throw the bat? No, I, did. no, I didn't do that. Was, they were both inside. There's no wall. There's no um. There's no end to hit it over. So they're all just inside the park home runs. Yeah. You stare down. We were just tearing it apart. <laughs> was it about so we I ended up losing by like eight. Yeah. But, but Jesse, it was and like I, sixteen eight or something. Part of the lineup. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Bichette and Guerrero, but when they were good. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is the most heated uh, sports I, discussion I've seen this week that didn't involve Tim Peel. Oh, oh yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I think uh, I think that that uh, that discussion. By the way, I, 
Might have been the most entertaining thing that happened on Twitter this week. Easily. I was so sad that I was on a plane for most of it. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? You know what? Honestly, with that discussion, you didn't need to see it in real time. It was better after he had tweeted and then Speck had DM'd him and then he posted the DM and then Sarah Volley jumps oh. in and is like, hey, don't you berate kids. From and, the top row. And, 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 and yeah, and are, you know, are you going to drunk tweet this and delete it? Like, man, <laughs> like, like just, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And just when you thought it couldn't get better, here comes Frank's, that's Frank Saravalli's music. Those, and then boom. Those chair shots. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, man. I, I, uh, I want to say, though, I, I, I do want to ask you what guys about this. About? Well, we were talking about that, listen, but I do uh, have a bulbs. question. Light bulbs. I have a question about this. <laughs> that's where we started. I have a question about this. Okay. Is it, mm-hmm. if you're having an argument with somebody in your DMs, mm-hmm. is it a cheap shot move to post them? Uh, yeah, Le- like there are like Speck DM'd him out of blue. T- Tim Peel is within his rights to criticize Speck publicly or privately. Speck asked a question publicly that he's asked a billion times. McDavid acknowledged that. Yeah. And then Tim criticized the question and then went on to say, and I love this from people. Nobody holds the media accountable, which yes, they do. All of the listeners that listen to the media and Tim, by the way, you're in the media now, just so you know, you have a podcast with Jeremy Roenick, you're media. Yeah. You. Yeah. So, uh, Speck was holding you accountable just as you were holding him accountable. But anyway, um, uh, I, I, I wanted to know, like, and like, I'm I understand not- at a certain age, if you're like 15 and having an argument and then you post the DMs because you're being dramatic, I'll give you a pass on that. What age does that become? Well, ah, it's a bit of a Yeah, because shot. you're being a petulant child. Right. Like, if you're like well into adulthood, several decades into adulthood. No, it's weird. It's I, like, I don't like getting unsolicited DMs either, which I have gotten from grumpy you individuals. You got unsolicited emails too. I have unsolicited emails too, uh, accusing me of not being a true pro. Oh, imagine that. Uh, I know. Can you imagine? But uh, no, posting it, I, I think that's clownish. Jesse, where do you stand on posting DMs? If somebody DMs you out of the blue, are you ever posting? Yeah, no, that's corny. That's corny. That's behavior. corny? Yeah, okay. don't the, do that. Only... Now, was the question, was Spec's question corny? What, I was mean, the, was, what was the question? Just the qu- so the good... question was, okay, so the, with the, the, the Oilers lost, I think it was 8-6. And we're getting into the Oilers next, so this kind of dovetails perfectly. Oilers lose like 8-6 or whatever it was. Goofy score. Mm-hmm. And Spec's like, listen, like, wouldn't you prefer, if you're going to win or lose, wouldn't you prefer it be like 4-1? And McDavid says, and you hear him go, oh, I've answered this question like a, a billion times. He's mm-hmm. like, of course, we're trying to keep the fuck out of our net. And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. I don't have the exact wording, so if that's unfair to Mark Spector, I apologize in advance. I don't want to get any DMs either. But I, I, I just kind of feel like it was sort of like it sort of became a spat that took on a whole new thing, right? Well, like, but like people are talking about it like it's Adrian Dater asking Nathan, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon. Did you, you ever I think fuck it? Like, let's just win the Stanley Cup, which he did the next year hilariously. Um, yeah, no, that w- that's an all-timer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please look it up. Um, but, it, you know, it was just not the greatest question, and he would probably but admit that, and now uh, you move on. In, in, or I guess he wouldn't admit that, and that's why he sent the to you. In spec and any other reporter's defense, like, not every shift on the ice is going to be a good one. Not every question you ask is going to be dynamite. No. Yeah. No. You're going to have bad questions. And yeah. you think it's good. The worst is when you're halfway through it and you're like, this question sucks. Have but, you done that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. And you have to finish it. Like what? Can you remember one specifically? One of the worst ones I've ever done was, uh, I think I've told the story before. I was asking Jennifer Botterell a question uh, when I was working for Nike. Mm. And, oh man. And this is what she was playing. 
Yeah, and I and I wasn't as tapped into hockey as I am right now. I was 21. And you were a fan. You're still a fan, but you were a I was a still fan, a student. A fan, but you weren't a you were you weren't a graduate. No, I was still the, in school. Yeah. And Nike was like, "Do you want to go to the Olympics?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we'll pay you this pittance that is actually the biggest money you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. So you don't know that it's a pittance." And I said, "Yeah, sure. Let's go." And um, no, I asked her a question that was uh, like made me seem overpaid. It was. It was. I think she went to Harvard. If I'm not mistaken, and oh, I was, God. and I was like, basically, I asked a question. It was like, you know, the, well, the school. It wasn't that the school is bad at hockey or not known for hockey, but I was like, well, it's more famous for other things, right? Which is true <laughs> and completely irrelevant to the conversation. Yeah, it's fucking hey, awful. You know your school? Fuck your school. No, and like I saw her face change in the middle of me asking the question, and I'm like, you're fucking up. This is brutal. This is mm-hmm. brutal. But you can't just bail on the question. Oh my God. And she just, she played along with it and saw this goofy little child in her presence and was like, you know, I'll throw him. She seems like a class act. Yeah. And she was just like, what are you, chirping my hockey program? And I was like, no, no, that wasn't what I meant. (laughs) I once I was humiliated. So do you remember the YouTubers? Well, they're still famous. Dude Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. You talked to them? Yeah. Yeah. For uh, when we were at Kiss 92.5. Oh, the YouTube For YouTube hits. One time they sent me down to ask Dude Perfect questions. I shouldn't be in a position to ask anybody questions because I'm not good at that. And (laughs) at the the time, for sure. Um, And I asked, because they have this panda, a panda mascot that they'd use at that time. This is like 2013. And they'd have the panda mascot that they do their trick shots with, their trick shot YouTube channel. And I asked them, because the song was big at the time, if they had any broads in Atlanta, because the designer song Panda, Panda yo, that's Panda funny, dude. Really that's funny. That's a good question. And I think I about that moment in the shower sometimes, and I just cringe. <laughs> Did they not you know? get it? No, they actually gave me like a like a, I forget how it actually played out, but they gave me like a ah, kind of answer. Like no, okay, like no. That's I like that. I like where you were going but, with that. Oh, no. I like that. Jesse's tearing. I think up right that's now. so oh, cringe. God. Like I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it landed as yeah. I thought in my brain how that would land. This you know? is Im- this is important. Yeah. So I've interviewed a designer, by the way. Uh, you have yeah. you? Yeah, and his mom. Did he say hey. lovely, lovely people? Okay. Yeah. Now I know yeah. he's he had some charges laid against him recently over some. Not, what? Yeah, I don't think he's doing things. well. Not yeah, not yeah. doing well. But at the time when that song was out, yeah. uh, he was he was just on cloud nine and he brought his mom to the Grammys. It was very oh. cool, very very nice. Well, damn. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, what were you gonna say? No, it's dude perfect. No broads in Atlanta. Okay, no so. <laughs> There was an interview I did that was so bad. I've erased it from my memory. I don't remember anything that was asked or anything. Uh, Aaron Sanchez. From the Blue Jays. Did we do that? We did that for MLB The Show. And I don't recall a second of it, and we never released it. Why did you guys do it? I hope you've burned it. I don't know what. what, When did you guys do an interview for MLB The Uh, Show? It was at... So, Josh Donaldson was on the cover the previous year, and I got to talk to him, and I got some really Mm good... uh, questions and answers in was there. this at Sportsnet? this was at um real sports yeah, oh was, like i asked for Sportsnet. yeah <clears throat> okay yeah. um and then the next year aaron sanchez did it for the um uh special edition like toronto edition and it was just so shit we never released it i asked him questions as well and now now that you brought that up i remember i asked him something else like really cringe oh no <laughs> i asked him you know the um the key and peel sketch a. Yeah, a. Ron, yeah, yeah he spells his name like that i was like did anybody ever call you a a ron that's a what good did question he say? i, I <laughs> 
That's a good question. I think it was another instance of like, ah. You're way too hard on yourself. I don't know. I don't. I think back to all these questions. Like, why did I do that? Why do I ever say that? You were trying to cross over (laughs) pop culture with a question to get a moment. What you're trying to do in entertainment (laughs) interviews is get a moment. You're trying to get a moment. Thank you for being supportive. I like it. Listen, (laughs) none of you have done what I have done. None of you. This wasn't even an interview. This is a private event. Oh no! And I was uh, it was at Ty Domi's book launch. Oh, this oh, is we an know oldie this. but a goodie. <laughs> and you know if what? you're an OG podcast people... listener, you yeah. would know this. But if you're not, a lot of people are not. Mm-hmm. I tell the story, and I'll tell you what happened in Sweden. Okay, so I, I don't think anybody can do worse than I did. Um, and if you're if you're a newer member of the show, like if you picked us up, a lot of people picked us up over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you you've never heard this story, but Only bit of goodie. I remember walking into the studio with Jesse and Steve, and knowing I had to tell this story, and knowing that I would be dead afterwards, like I would be a, a punching bag for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I, in fact, I don't think I've ever recovered. So I'm at Taidomi's book launch in Toronto. There's Toronto book launch. There's a New York book launch. I'm at the Toronto one, and it's one of these like Soho House type members only clubs that's got like post and beam and it's an old factory and where i hang out all the time yeah like i, I remember that i remember i'll tell you who was there john shannon was there um from who's the executive producer of hockey night in canada for like 20 years time uh and then he was actually on the air at Sportsnet at that point that's when he used to go on tim and sid and they'd make fun of him for being old which was always the, yes. the best guest of agent provocateur <laughs> yes that's right this year he was great yeah great um, stories Great stories. Great and stories then, with Pierre Elliott Trudeau coming through Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, that dude. was a great one. Yeah. What a story! Oh. oh my god. Um, and and then so uh, and then you know Cujo was there. I remember having a great conversation with Cujo. He gave me his number. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come on your podcast." And I remember texting him later, and I never heard back. And I was like, "Ah." Nah. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself, right? Like you're you're talking to hockey players. You're talking to guys that you grew up loving. Like I loved Cujo better than Podvin for sure. Um, uh, and, and I was talking to John Shannon and I'm like 26 and feeling myself. And then Ty comes over and he is introducing people to, to, to people. Ty, if you, if you've never met him is the type of guy who is, he brings people together. He's a connector. He's a connector. For he's also sure. very terrifying. Ty? Yeah. He's, he's extremely friendly. Extremely yeah, friendly. You know that. But I can see why on the ice he'd be intimidating. You know the Denzel Washington pause? Like where he just stares at you with a blank face and then smiles. He does that. Does he do that? He does that. I've never he noticed did, that. He, he did that when I met him and I was just like, eh. no, yeah. No, what he, was that for, man? I was just, just saying hi. It's it's funny that at his own book launch, he's the guy introducing people. That's just the way yeah. he is. Very social. So his best friend is Mira Lemieux. And, uh, and I was like, I was trying to figure out at the time. I remember thinking like, did they ever play together? Nope. But I guess they just were friends. So Mario was there and Ty comes over to my mom and I. And he says, uh, guys, I want you to meet Mario Lemieux. And my mom rightfully says, hi, Mario, I'm Marilyn. And, you know, and this yeah. is my son, Adam. And, uh, and oh, no. oh. <laughs> you see with Steve's reaction right now? There's a reason. It sucks. I, trying to be slick Rick over here, oh. was like, say hi to Phil. As in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not how you said it. That's not how you say no, it. No, it's not. Um, oh. As in, say hi to Phil Kessel. Because Phil Kessel, you see, that year had been traded from the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Penguins, I believe, had fired their coach and were on an absolute tear and were about to win the Stanley Cup. And I 
got oh. nervous midway through say hi. Oh. <laughs> so it slurred. So it was a little it was like straight out of filth. And I so like like where does that come from? I know, I know that you're right. You're right. And any criticism you have of this, of me in this story, you're correct. You're right. I I remember I was thinking like midway through, I'm like, uh oh, my like I didn't because I have have sweaty palms too. My tongue has abandoned me. So (laughs) yeah, your your tongue goes dry. My palms are sweaty naturally anyway. So normally I try to do like a quick wipe before I shake someone's hand. And then so my sweaty hand disappears into Mario's Ugh. gigantic man hands. Ugh. And uh, and and I say that. And he kind of just looks at me and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever interactions you've had, like I'll give Mario credit. He's Dude, the, the, guy's, a, the guy's a class act. Freaking uh, – that's not the not, not the way that we've had every interaction with every NHL superstar, but I deserved worse, and he didn't give it to me. So oh, that was that was a really bad, really, really, really monstrously bad moment. Now, I know a lot of people are hearing that story for the first time. Yeah. But when I was in Stockholm, no, I met a bunch of people. Some guy comes up to me. He goes, say hi to Adam. Ah! No way. Yeah. That is Wow, that's throwing it back. Yeah, that's a long time listener. Damn. That's uh, yeah, 2016, I think. You know, you know those moments when you're at a party and you do something that's so embarrassing that you don't remember what happened the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got home. I wasn't drinking. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You were you sober, blacked out? And I was just <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna die. And I knew we had the show the next day. I'm like, I'm, I'm toast. Those guys are gonna kill me. Hey guys, so Mastercard hooked us up with some behind-the-scenes access to the Toronto Maple Leafs game in the members-only lounge at Scotiabank Arena. The MasterCard Lounge is upgraded for the game day experience with the great seats and the all-inclusive food. Steve, what was your favorite item on the food menu? Oh, all of it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> you ate it so fast you can't even remember one specific one? I like They, they have things where I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy that. It just sounds fancy. The duck. Oh, I, what? I Delish. the duck. Yeah. Oh. Now, outside of the new MasterCard Lounge, this season MasterCard is celebrating devoted Toronto Maple Leafs fans by enhancing their in-game experience when they use their MasterCard. So um, that includes exclusive rewards, uh, discounts on food and merch, access to exclusive game day parties. You can access all of this exclusive, all these benefits so I, the Toronto Maple Leafs app. I'm a proud owner of a MasterCard. You are a MasterCard card holder. Do I get access to this stuff? Through the Toronto Maple Leafs app. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, you got to show go. your devotion. Okay? So, like, be, you know, I mean, use the hashtag TO the devoted. Okay? MasterCard wants to know uh, how you're showing your devotion this season. So, show us in the comments on our most recent post on the SDPN channel using the hashtag, hashtag TO the devoted. Show us your devotion. How devoted are you, Steve? Are you the, first, the kind of person that would start a YouTube channel and you're childhood bedroom for and for 17 years follow the Toronto Maple Leafs even though they didn't make the playoffs for no. the first 10 no what am I out of my mind <laughs> Steve, Jesse what about you show I, your devotion I right would now. show my devotion by going to the SDPN Instagram ah. and then commenting there That's like Jesse. you told me to there he goes alright so check it out <laughs> MasterCard card holders you could be rewarded so one of the things that we've talked about a little bit is you know the Leafs love to fall behind early and then come back and Jesse that means you bet what I love to bet the Leafs to come back. And I, I'm not a brave better, so I don't bet them to come back and win. So I don't bet the money line of just Leafs winning when they're down. I bet them plus one and a half or plus two and a half goals. Now, producer Drew is in the room. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Do you agree with Jesse's strategy or would you go further and, and bet for the win? Yeah, I'm not as cowardly. He's not as cowardly. Oh, oh, oh. He's not as cowardly. Drew from, I... 
I bet like a coward. Well, I'm, I will admit it. I am not afraid to say that. Now, BetMGM <laughs> bet gives you the chance to take those highlight real NHL plays to a whole new level. They got something for every hockey fan so you can get off the bench, get onto the ice. They're also yeah. an official partner of uh, the official sports betting partner of the NHL in Canada and also the king of sports books. Okay, so here's what you need to do. That's their official title? That's, that is. Yeah. Wow. Go to betmgm.com slash dangle. Trust me, you want to. BetMGM.com, also for the terms and conditions. Must be 19 years of age uh, or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to the operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. Um, hey, by the way, Jesse, we have a Black Friday sale. And unlike most of the Black Friday sales you see, this one is real. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't the- <laughs> we don't really discount anything on the store. It kind of just lives there. You can go buy your merch and everything. SDPNShop.ca is where you can get your SDPN merch from all of our all of the shows we have on the network. We got merch up there. You get some CJ Show stuff. You can get some SDP stuff, obviously, and you can get some new merch. Ooh, Steve. Yes. How many games are there in a season? There's. 82 games. You can go there. That's so many games. (laughs) And you can find a shirt that says, there's 82 games. Wow. Yes. And it is available. And if you use the code. Jangle. Blake Friday. Get it? Uh Whoa. Use the code Blake Friday. You'll get 20% off of your purchase. Uh, Before we get into the Oilers here, Jesse, I just love that. Um. That you you tried to trade Connor McDavid to all 31 NHL teams that don't currently <laughs> possess him uh, on the latest Jesse Blake Sports Report and tried and it's How a long it's a fat it took an hour it's, and six minutes yeah it's a long hour one. sixteen yeah it's a good one though it's oh, a good episode and, well, I did it live um, we did it live on Twitch in oh NHL 24 yeah and the, the some of the more egregious ones were the game says. And I don't think anybody in real life would do it. So a lot of it was like, hey, this is what the game says can get done. We go to the chat. Like, do you, would you do this? Who would say no? Blah, blah, blah. One of the ones for Boston was Charlie McAvoy for Connor McDavid, one for one. The game accepted wow. it. It said wow. it was value. And I was like, no. Did you have anywhere <laughs> it was like, call me back when you're serious? Yeah, there was a lot of those. So a couple teams, they do not have enough assets. To trade for Connor McDavid, the the Flyers couldn't do it. Uh, the Coyotes, I believe, couldn't do it. And Columbus is up there. Did as you try well. to put Kerfoot in that trade? Or <laughs> no, it's real good. Another very interesting one was Tampa because they have so many different assets that we could build something that looked semi-realistic, and that was fun. So we threw like Vasi, expiring Stamkos, and Sergachev. And that worked for Connor McDavid plus Campbell's contract going back. And like that stuff was super interesting. And then there was a one for one Adam Fox for McDavid. You just swap those two and it's like, all right, let's think about it. And then the Leafs one, you gotta go watch the video. Ah, (laughs) That's the best one. I have heard a rumor in real life. I cannot say the teams or GMs involved where a GM just said, hey, what about uh, this trade? And the other one just went, fuck you and hung up the phone. Oh wow! Yeah, I believe it. I, I'm sure that happens all the time. That I don't think that's. Option. I don't think that's a new. Th- I think that happened today. That should. <laughs> it's be, already happened. That should be a patch in NHL 24, where you make them an offer and it goes fuck you, mm-hmm. <laughs> just hangs up. Uh, search up the Jesse Blake Sports Report on YouTube or your favorite podcast app if you want to listen or watch that. Is there a is there a team? Don't tell me the trade. 
is there a team that you're going, this is the most likely? Yeah. There is. Yeah. Do you know Toronto. the team? I think it might be the Leafs. No. Actually, yeah. stop it. Yeah. No, because like you can because there's so many pieces in Toronto. The the main thing is if you get a big superstar, then you can build a package around it. Some of the teams just didn't have the superstar, so you're just throwing yeah. everything and then it doesn't work. But if you have a big superstar with a decent contract, then you just add that piece and then you get close to McDavid's value and then you just add kind of the other prospects the around, around yeah. it. So the, that's that's where you get like realistic McDavid trades. That's the thing with the Leafs is like as much as they're people they've been criticized for being uh, I, I, I want to say cash flow poor, but they're not cash flow poor. Uh, they're cap space poor. Mm -hmm. They are asset rich. Yep. They do have assets. Yep. Um, so that is uh, that's fascinating. Oh, mm -hmm. I can't wait. Spicy. Um, okay, so uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, by the second period, the end of the second mm. period the other night, mm -mm. Uh, the actual day, the day this week we actually got games, um, <laughs> it was 4 nothing Carolina. The game ended 6-3. The, it is American Thanksgiving today, and the Edmonton Oilers are 10 points out of a wild card spot. Man. Now, Freed said in his, uh, in his 32 Thoughts column that I you know, read this morning, he said, at the start of the season, these were the teams that I, had, I said had a chance to win the Cup. And he said, Carolina, Colorado, Dallas, Edmonton, New Jersey, Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto, and Vegas. And he said, mm -hmm. uh, 45 days into the season, four teams remain. Carolina, Colorado, Dallas, and Vegas. And he goes into explaining it all. But what's interesting out of Edmonton right now is fans are demanding a trade and management simply can't or won't. I don't think it's that they won't, to be honest. Like, I don't think they're lazy. I think their judgment's poor. Um, but listen, Do you want this management group making a trade? Not really, but like, I mean, like, listen, they're capable of it. The Ekholm deal Echo is a good trade. Yeah, good mm -hmm. trade. It's a good trade. They've made some good signings. They're capable of it. Um, even like Fogel, like that trade was okay-ish. It was fine-ish in retrospect-ish. And I think the main reason it's worked out is Ethan Bear hasn't played very much. Yeah. Um, that's probably the main reason it's probably worked out in their favor. Um, like, listen... This isn't me trying to insult Edmonton. This applies to the Leafs as well. Um, a lot of people just don't want to go there. They just don't want to go there. Um, if they have any kind of trade protection. Like, if you're looking for difference makers. Like, it's it's funny. I was talking about the Blue Jackets on Twitter yesterday. And, you know, they have an abundance of D-men they were trying to get rid of a month ago. And the Oilers need D-men. You know, why don't they, you know, make the phone call to Columbus? And people are like, really? You expect... Uh, what was it, Jake Bean and Andrew Peak to change around the Oilers season? Well, I don't, I, I haven't looked it up, but I don't think those guys have trade protection. Mm -hmm. So if you want a star, almost all of those guys have trade protection and almost all of them say, keep me the hell out of Canada. Yeah, I thought it was very curious on the C CJ show when uh, Jake Allen's name was brought up and Jake Allen, who has trade protection, uh, it's only a seven-team list. CJ kind of poo-pooed the idea of him going to Edmonton and he doesn't know the no trade list but he's pretty sure that we all assume if it's if anybody's going to be on there it's going to be a collection of the Canadian teams and I think Jake Allen probably be out for going to Edmonton because he has those seven teams yeah. to, how, to cross off the list how many Canadian teams are there 
seven. There you go. So <laughs> and like, he's in one. And he's in one, <laughs> so. which is in which the means Buffalo that he's from. It's probably Buffalo. It's, it, if it's eight teams, it's usually all Canadian teams in Buffalo. Which sucks. Man. I know. Which sucks for Buffalo too. Sorry, guys. Like, You're in it with us. Like I know this. It's it's funny because the salary cap tries to make. Uh, tries to create parity and tries to make the league as even as possible. But I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, you can't, unless they're drafted by that team, you can't make players want to go to places they well, don't want to go. And here's the problem I was thinking about with Edmonton, because before you could make the argument, well, you get to listen, sign a short-term deal, but you get to play with Connor McDavid. How don't they just have an ocean of one and two year deals? Well, so they never took advantage of that, or they were never able to capitalize on that. I don't but think here's the problem. Here's the problem now. The problem now is Leon Dreisidel is up for an extension starting July first. Uh, we've heard nothing about his preference to stay, but we've also heard nothing about his preference to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the silence on that. If I'm a player and they want to bring me in and I've got anything more than two years, my question to them is, uh, are those guys going to be here? Because, I, uh, I mean, really, honestly, the Oilers finish. Let's say the let's say the finish the season finishes and the Oilers are a bottom five team, which means they're a lottery team, and that's that might be okay. Right now, that might be possible. Um, and I. If, if you're trying to attract somebody over the next 12 months, and I'm not just talking about right now, I'm talking 12 months, what do you think the chances are that Leon Dreisaitl is going to stay? And if Leon goes, what are the chances that Connor stays? Like, because Leon, here's here's the thing with Leon Dreisaitl that's going to be interesting come next season. If that extension isn't signed by September, people are going to start to talk about the fact that, well, do you just play out the season with him? Or do you go out and try to find a deal and get assets back? I th- I th- and And at a certain point, you're like, but Leon Dreisaitl is irreplaceable. Well, we cannot replace this player. We specifically cannot replace the playoff production if we can get there. So we got to play out the year with him, and then he could walk. This is why I think they have to go balls to the walls to make this work now. Um, they're in a very unique position in this league. Um, and when you rebuild, what do you hope for? Well, you want to win a cup, don't you? you? Well, yeah, but like specifically, like you hope to win the lottery once. Yeah. You know, that'd be nice. Hit on a couple top 10 picks. I, uh, it's amazing how many Detroit fans I met in Sweden that were talking about the lottery and they're like, ah, fuck you. Because they tanked for so long and never got the yeah. lo- the lottery balls never fell in their favor. They were always picking fourth. Um, and then you pick third one year. You actually go off the board to pick third. And you get Leon Dreisaitl. What, what's the illusion, right? Like, mm-hmm. you ch- you make the trade... And you expect your next rebuild to go better than that? I don't think. <laughs> no. Right. No. They're currently, yes, their hands are tied in that players don't want to go there. And it's difficult to help that. You know, I'm sure everyone who goes through Edmonton is like, God, I, I just wish I managed in Florida. Cause the Panthers get everybody. Everyone, yeah. everyone wants to go there, right? Um, that didn't used to be the case. They've also and, built a better organization. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'm sure that has, you know, I'm, people are more willing to go to Buffalo now than they used to be. Right? People love going to Vegas. People mm-hmm. love going to Vegas. Right. Um, I just can't imagine a situation where the Oilers get luckier than they did. It could even be a boat. Like, do you want the mystery <laughs> box? 
Do you want the mystery box or do you want Connor McDavid? Your yeah. mystery box could be a Connor McDavid, a yeah. generational player. Like, it's you're like just, you're not going to go take the boat. You're just constantly playing whack-a-mole. Uh, you need to hit on your picks. You have to. Because those are the players that you can keep for the better part of a decade. Right? You have to hit on those players. And then the players that you are able to convince to join your team, you have to hit on those players and you got to convince them to stay. It's really difficult. And I know every team has to do that. The Oilers have to do it in a more delicate way. And it's just harder for them. But the hardest step was the first one, hitting on draft picks and getting really lucky tanking. And they did that so well. Yes. So that's why it's such a crime the way the organization has been run since. Because your next job is just getting the pieces around the guys that you drafted. And they've been un unable to do that. Like, do you know how much easier the rebuild is going to be in Chicago? Like, they got Bedard. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. And But, like, players want to go to Chicago. It's going to be so much easier. Um, you know, they got the lucky part, which mm. is winning the lottery. But also, like, you know, they had to overpay some guys this summer, but they were able to recruit guys no problem. Mm -hmm. You know how long Buffalo tried to get that, <laughs> that pick and, and of McDavid and all the other picks? And they had to do it kind of in a roundabout way where well, they hit on other guys like Tage. And the Eichel. And Benson and Levi. Well, and, like, Tage is a late bloomer. Levi, you got as a throw-in in a, in a trade for Sam Reinhardt, one of the guys you weren't able to keep. Um, because you bridged him during a rebuild, you weirdos. I don't. I don't understand what that organization was so bad for so long. But also the Eichel deal, you come out of it with a roster player who wants to be in Buffalo with Alex Tuck. Mm -hmm. Like, how many players? Like, wh where's their story? Where like I've always wanted to be an Oiler, and and that player's in their top six. You know what I mean? I'm not insulting the team. It's. We all look at the Oilers and go, why is this so hard? This shouldn't be so hard. Well, their their choice like to build around McDavid and Drysaddle was Bouchard and Nurse and Hyman and Campbell. You know, like these are the bigger deals that they've made in this in this tenure, and none of them have been that successful. Well, you gotta hit. So Nurse, I think they hit. Um I think but... they hit I think they hit the extension on Nurse a little too hard. I think yep. The loss of Oscar Clefbaum, and which is hurt. never brought up. Um, Oscar Clefbaum was a very good defenseman. Yes. And he's strong on the power play. I don't think they have to make some of the moves they made if Oscar Clefbaum is still there. I also know that they would have paid him a fortune. Yeah. And and Really, you know, their only major whiff out of the guys you just mentioned was Campbell. I think, I, well, I think the nurse extension is pretty, pretty tough on their cap. It's awful, but like I, I, I at least understand it because I'm like, well, he's injured. Right? Okay. So, yeah. did you hit it too early? Yes. It's. I mean, it's too much. Is it Drew? Is he making more than Makar? Oh fuck. Yeah, it's nine point two. I think he's nine two five, and Makar is nine. Nine. Yeah. Dude, why did like Makar I, th sign I think that deal? It, in oh that God, in that instance, it's a whiff, right? Yes. Handing out that extension, like that's where I don't know, Adam. I, I I think you agree is that the whiff is the extension there. And the Evander Kane thing, we all thought that was such a success when they got him for at the, at the price they did. And it was great last season. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been good this season. Nope. Yeah. And I, I think that the hard, the hard part is going to be, um, you know, uh, again, when it comes to attracting the players, right? Because it's part of it is convincing some of these guys to waive their no trade, come play with Connor, come play with Leon. 
um, for the next two years. You you got it. You have to get it done now. Those first picks, first round picks are as good as gone. Uh, tell the scouting department to start scouting the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds because that's when you're going to be drafting. But I, <laughs> I I also think like if they don't capitalize now, I'm just while you guys were talking, I pulled up HockeyDB mm-hmm. and I went through the last twenty years of third overall picks. Okay, third overall. Now, picks. Leon Drysaddle is a third overall pick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and you know obviously you you hit on like there's a couple of years where you get two generational talents and I say that with a question mark because I'm not sure that Jack Eichel is a generational talent. I think he's a very good centerman. Like Ovi Malkin. Yeah, and Ovi Malkin, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm looking at like we'll we'll bring it back to 2003 because it's 20 years ago. Third round pick Nathan Horton, good player. Third overall. Third yeah. overall pick. Excuse me. Third, yeah, third overall pick, good player, back injury, but he was very good in Boston, very effective player. Uh, Cam Barker in Chicago just didn't work out. Okay, he, he was fine for a time. Uh, Jack Johnson, Carolina, the next year. He's played a lot of games, but is he Leon Drysaddle? Hell no. Uh, that this is the best comparable I think is Jonathan Taze uh, mm-hmm. in Chicago, a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, like zero first question. ballot, right? Uh, Kyle Turris the next year. Ooh, uh, had some had a seasons. lot of a lot of good years. Good years, yeah, good solid years. Zach Bogosian. <sighs> the I, NHL I keep changed. Forgetting he went. He went the pick before Alex Petrangelo. Right, and 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 Zach Bogosian, the NHL changed when for players like that. They drafted him for five years previous. Him and Shen went third and fifth in the yeah. same draft, and yeah, the league changed around. Him, it, right? the, the next year, same same thing. Erica Branson. That's 2010. There's another guy who's had a fine career, but third overall. Holy cow! Uh, Jonathan Huberto has had some great years. I know he struggled a bit in Calgary. Yeah, uh, but been very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. The next year. That's really tough. Uh, Jonathan Drouin the year after. Also tough. Uh, then you have Leon in 2014. Then in 2015, it's Dylan Strom ahead of Mitch Marner. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that's a, tough, that's a tough one. Then the next year, it's Pierre-Luc Dubois right after Matthews and Laine. Off the board. Okay. Uh, yeah, because they thought it was going to be Jesse Pugliarvi, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it Ole Levy? No, no, was no it was Pugliarvi. Okay, yeah. So that was that one. And then 17, Mira Heiskanen. Incredible pick, but Incredible what's hilarious pick. is you could argue it was the wrong one. Why? Well, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. The very next pick was Kel McCarr. Oh, get <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, the next year, Jesperi Kakiniemi, good player. Yeah, a little high. Uh, a little, Definitely a little high. Montreal likes dra- grabbing a third-round center uh, super high. Uh, Kirby Dock, the next year. Yeah, oh, and, I, mean, I just feel bad for him. And then kid. Timmy Stutz, who who's a spectacular Incredible player. player. So I'm just stopping in 2020. If there's really a German available at third, pick him. Yeah, but my point in all this is out, out of those 15, 20 years I just gave you, there are maybe three guys. Leon is, is one of those guys that have a shot at the Hall of Fame. You couldn't hope for better fortune. Yep. If there's a generational talent, it's going to be first overall or it's going to be a nugget that you just lucked out with. 100%. Yeah. And so what I, I what the Oilers need to remember here is, yeah, you got Connor McDavid first overall and you'll get good players if you draft intelligently, which their drafting's been okay. Um, it's been okay. Uh, you're not – I don't think you're going to hit on a player, and the Oilers would know this better than anybody – like Leon Dreisaitl, who surprises you like that ever again. I just and the Oilers know this because they had the first overall pick for like five and a half years. Uh, now, now let me do and, a heart. And, and and they were able to get zero generational talent out of every first overall pick. Let me do a hard right turn. 
we're overthinking this. They secondarily, here's here's their second priority. Okay. Get defensemen whose knees generally bend. Yeah, it's tough. Um like Evan Boucher, I, I Is he is he injured? I don't know. Be- bend over. <laughs> bend. Hinge at the hips. But you can't here's like, the thing, if he do, is injured, they can't scratch him. I've never seen a player with like Cody Cece, like even when he's playing well, is does not play beautiful hockey. Mm-hmm. And Bouchard plays uglier hockey than Cece, and like he's a great generator. Mm-hmm. He can, he he's can, g- great on the offensive end. He doesn't fucking bend. No, he does. So there's that, something about the puck going the other way on the ice, where just when it passes through the neutral zone and into the other end, he loses it, and he just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't, and bend. it happens so often. Yes. Now, that's the second priority. Uh, top priority, like, oh, I think we've all said some beautiful flowery language uh, when it comes to the Oilers and what they should do, and let's all hold hands and kumbaya. Um, 865 save percentage on Stuart Skinner. That's ECHL goaltending. Call up any American leaguer, they give you probably above 865. That is Drew's nod in his head. Maybe not any. What is the answer? A third of them, half of them. What do you? What does your goaltender do when there's no defense in front of them? I know it's so. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe the defense is. I I I think it's both. Right, like eight sixty five. Usually, when a goalie is having the worst season of their entire friggin' life. They have something like an 888, like 885. 865 is unfathomable. Yeah. yeah. He was an all-star last year, though. Yes. But he fell off really hard before the end of the year. So is this a combination where you have a bottom 10 decor in the league, maybe bottom five, and you're also getting bottom five goaltending? Bottom one. Bottom one. Yeah, I think it's. I think Mackenzie it's Blackwood is goaltending the shit out of the San Jose Sharks. Who's right worse? Now. Nobody's worse. Who's worse in the NHL? Nobody. Nobody. Eight sixty-five. The one hope the you Oilers, don't have a chance. The the one hope the Oilers do have. And I didn't watch the game, so I don't know how it went. But Jack Campbell did get a shutout in his last game. Oh, he might be their best option. He was their best option when he was sent down. People forget that he had a higher save percentage than Skinner. But he's got the bigger contract hit, and they need him to work out more than they need Skinner to work out. No, the the thought process behind they did they didn't do what we thought they would do at all. We thought okay, they they're worried about losing Skinner. They're going to call Pickard up. Maybe Skinner and Pickard can split games, and Campbell plays a bunch in Bakersfield and see if he recovers. Well, Campbell had a nightmare time in Bakersfield, but then Pickard played his first start like within the last week, and I think he's had a couple. Like, like, did you call him up to be the guy who uh, just fills in in the second period when your starter, who you know is not good enough, is getting killed? Yeah, he's only started that one game, Pickard. What? What the fuck? And by the way, the save percentage thing, I looked up the stats for save percentage on the season. Um, Edmonton is dead last. Their team save percentage is 870. The Sharks uh, gave up 10 goals in back-to-back games. The Sharks aren't even, like, Close to last. They're, they're fifth last. Yeah, because Blackwood <laughs> has been 
standing on his skull and brain. He's been okay. And then uh, above them are the wild, the hurricanes, and the devils, Mm -hmm. which are very indicative of how those three seasons have gone, is where the devils can't get a save, and like they're weirdly struggling. Like I think they're still sitting outside of a playoff spot, and they shouldn't be. Well, Jack Hughes being injured hurt, and they still don't have Heischer either. Right. So they, it's like, imagine the Oilers, we were able to look at it and go, well, they don't have... um, McDavid, McDavid and Leon. And for a little bit, time. they didn't have McDavid. And we were like, oh, McDavid's injured and yeah. they don't have him. Like, they're just going to get it back. And then the outdoor game happened and then they won three in a row. And, but then they never got it back. Currently, by the way, the Devils sit third last in the conference. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I'm then the Hurricanes, they uh, struggled with goaltending very early on. And yep. still uh, their save percentage, 885 on the year. But And they're still seventh place. Yeah, nobody, nobody's worse than the Oilers. Seventh so. place with an eight, in the conference, 85. conference, conference seventh place. Oh, conference, but still, that's eight, mid-pack of the league. Eighty-five. Yeah, that like okay. Save percentages have gone down. Shooting percentages have gone up. Eight sixty-five mm-hmm. is don't 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 bother with warm up. Do you want me to blow? Everyone you? in the building is wasting their time. In, in eight sixty-five, why are any of us here? Why did any of us arrive at the building today? Yeah, but what do the you do about it? The other team won. Take your two points. What do you, let's go. What do you do about it, though? Mm-hmm. You, the Oilers. This is the question. Get what a do you do about fucking it? goalie. There right. are, but like you, that's, Who? you don't just go out to the grocery store and pick up a goalie. No, you you need to get someone. And the, yeah, that's this the, is so, name the guy. So here's here's what you're here's what I would uh, do right away if I was the Oilers GM. So you're speaking to the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, stop that right now. Put down your phone. Stop it. Ken Hughes is going to fucking kill you. Yep. He's, he's going to take your lunch money. Put down he's your gonna phone. He's going to put you over your knee and slap you on the bottom. He's going to pat your bottom. And he's going to say, wait till Santa hears about this. And you're going to get a lump of coal in your stocking and no fucking goalie. Uh, call up someone else. Call up Steve Eiserman, who is like the Mad Hatter without the charisma. You want one of Alex Lyon, uh, James Reimer, and yes. Billy well, Huso. But I assume... I don't know. Like, are they moving those? I don't know. Well, because they don't have Huso right now. But, I mean, based on performances, like, Reimer's pretty clearly number three there. So, if he becomes well, available... Line, Line's played, what, two games? One game? He's played really well you in know, he's, he's played one game because he played the one over no. in Sweden. He played one in Sweden and he's played one here, I think. Or starts. Or starts. Yes. Is it, is it, the Sweden game was his first start. I think you're right. So have they? They haven't played a game since. Yeah, they have. They they've come back and they've played a game. Detroit. I thought I saw it on the highlights the other day. I don't because I don't think any of the Sweden teams have played yet. Well, because Ottawa and Detroit went back earlier than oh. than the Leafs and Wild. Did. So they must have played Tuesday then. And Lion I'm got that I'm start. pretty sure Detroit's played and I'm pretty sure Lion won. Okay. You might have wow. even got a shutout. Okay. I think I think it's we're, we're talking we're talking about, about uh, what do the Oilers do here? You know, and well, and, and anyone. I mean someone anyone. Well, yeah, here's the problem is that I I here's what I think about the Oilers situation the more I think about it. If things don't change, the window to win cups was when Holland took over. That's when Ooh. I think they had the opportunity to do it. 16 for 16 on Wednesday against the Devils. Oh. Alex Lyon. They had the Devils had 16 shots. Yep. 16 shots, 16 saves, Alex Lyon, 4 nothing win for the Red Wings. What did De- by the way, what did Devils so fans hard. get on you for, Jesse? The L- Lafreniere being good, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I tweeted that I I liked Lafreniere. I thought he was uh, playing well this year, which he has been. And then they're they're just like they're just cheering against it because th- that's the rival, right? right? So it's yeah, it was harmless. Okay, are the Rangers? Do the Rangers view the Devils as their rival? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like it would be like the Devils. Well, who else would it be? And the Islanders, I would have thought. Philly. 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 No, it's, it's Devils Rangers. Yeah. Because like, they they played last year in the playoffs and that was intense. Oh, that was a good. Yeah. The comeback and all that, and then it started again this year, and then the Rangers have a. Uh, I think they've won both games or just the one game they've played but yeah they have a good rivalry going the metro is really good for rivalries they all hate each other equally <laughs> and and there's columbus hey what do you guys think of the uh quick question what do you think of the washington capitals uh oh real my good. god they're one of the hottest teams in the league real good they're ahead of the leafs real what good. the fuck i know they've been they've been on fuego i know the last like three weeks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What did they go? 8 0 oh, 1, that little stretch there? Yeah, well, and they started really bad. Yeah. And then if you didn't pay attention, you're like, oh, man, these guys stink. And then I, I was watching this video on my phone in Sweden, and Charlie Lindgren was celebrating. Ah, oh, he got his first shutout as a cap. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're 8 3 and whatever over their life. I'm like, when the f- when did that happen? Yeah, the and they're doing this happen? without Ovi being on fire. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is still coming. Oh yeah. Oh you, yeah. You see how well Crosby's doing? Like this is a scorer's league now. It, it's coming. It's coming. Like did, it might not be the 50 goal OV we're used to. He's going to hit at least 30. Did you guys see the uh the quote uh OV said that he and Sid saved the NHL after the 05 lockout? Correct. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Where's it? Where's the lie? It, yeah, there's zero lie. They, I think I think if you were going to come back at it. Here's where I think he's wrong. Here's where I think he's wrong. Nowhere. I think that rivalry really took off around like it took off later in the decade he's talking about the first five no. years after the lockout it took off no. the names 05, the names that saved the nhl after 0506 are all on one team and they are lindstrom zetterberg datsuk those are the guys that no saved way. the nhl absolutely <laughs> look if you look you look at the after the lockout Absolutely. the freaking the yeah i know you're booing me but you know it's true um if you look out the lockout the, first off the detroit red wings should have won more cups in that 5 years afterwards yeah they, they absolutely should have they choked in the playoffs a couple times they choked a bunch but they they got the one cup but there's like one season from 2005 to 2010 where they didn't have 50 wins where they didn't have oh, 50 shit. wins dude i think that people forget just how good that team was. And I'm not taking anything away from Ovi and Sid here, but it took them a bit to warm up. You're confusing good with interesting. Yeah. Like, they were... You don't think Datsuk and no, Zetterberg that were interesting? For, for they 20, were. For 20 years, the National Hockey League marketed two people, and it was Ovechkin and Crosby, up until Connor McDavid arrived in the National Hockey League. Those two were the only recognizable people from outside of Canada that anybody would say plays hockey. You know, it was Ovi and Crosby, and that saved the league. How was Zetterberg on Letterman? Yeah, he was never on Letterman. No, it was, no. It was they were putting Crosby you, out there. They were putting Ovi You ask a out lot there. of people right now who don't watch hockey, the first name they give you is either Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby, and then third is probably Ovechkin. I hope it's Ovechkin. I hope it is now. I just feel like I feel like we look at it from our lens of now. I don't think we're looking at it the way we did then. The way we did then like as hockey people, maybe if if we're talking about outside of hockey and like growing the sport. Yeah, okay, I, I can see that argument. But within hockey, 
Datsuk and Zetterberg were the top of every list no, all but the, the time. The, the, thing, the point that Ovi's making is that we saved hockey, which is marketing to the mass audience. You know, who, the hockey people will always be there. The hockey people are going to – we're going to care about the Columbus Blue Jackets and that drama. The, yeah. The, the stuff, the hard the, – the casual fan, they know Crosby and Ovechkin, and that's what saved the game. And I think he's 100% right. Red Wings fans, back me up on this one, please. I don't, I don't Red know. Red Wings fans. I don't know if up. they need that. Back me up. I don't think they, they would think say they that they're the marketing of Datsuk and Lidstrom I, I did a saved deep dive. hockey. I did a deep dive on those guys uh, a little while ago just on how good that team was. It's that's a team, and I don't I don't I don't want to put it at Jimmy Howard's feet, but you almost feel like if they'd had a different goalie than maybe Jimmy Howard, if they'd had maybe a little more depth, that team is that team should have won three of five cups. Well, that so should have like, been Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings, Tampa Bay Lightning good. They also had a few major whiffs. Like Thomas McCollum was supposed to be like a huge goalie for them, and yeah. Um, but like when Crosby, like look how I just said it. I did that was Freudian. Crosby won his first cup against two thousand nine. It was against Detroit. That's what I was but, about to say. But when Detroit won the previous year, uh, Detroit won. No one was like, oh, man. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Let's go yeah. Pavel. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Okay. No, it was All right. All right. No, because like I'll you're saying, see. oh, Detroit should have more cups. Who stopped them? I just feel like. Sidney Crosby. I feel like that was a wonky <laughs> era because we were in a hangover of a terrible lockout. Yes. The salary cap sucked. Yes. Um, it's like $42 million. Yeah. And like. Or 45. And some teams that, like the Ducks winning was a, a real story. The Oilers beating the Wings to go to the cup final was a real story. Um, like those were. I just feel like that Detroit team outside of Detroit doesn't get the love it deserves. You're right. And I think in, in American hockey terms, Detroit's one of the one of the key markets. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody is arguing anything you're saying. We're just saying Ovi's point is correct. I think the team you're looking for, Adam, <laughs> is Chicago. What do you mean? Oh, in terms of I mean, just ask the NHL. The yeah. NHL treats them or has treated them and the way it continues that they to do, treat them. And continues to treat them because they took Detroit was always a relevant hockey market. Chicago left relevancy in a the long time ago. Sixties, I think, even for a that. very long time. Yeah. Right. Then the Taves and Kane era brought it back, and then um, uh, I don't. Uh, the pages are smudged. I can't. I'm not yeah. sure what happened after that. But uh, yeah, that's the team you're thinking of. Um, Taylor Hall's going to be out for the entire year. Man, mm-hmm. rough. It makes. I mean, it makes the Corey Perry news, uh, or lack thereof, um, that much more interesting. Because, mm-hmm. like, when Hall was hurt um, earlier this season, when we thought he was going to be week to week and then missed one game, um, I was like, dude, you got to get someone for this kid to play with. Mm-hmm. And now that situation's dire. Like, Hall was on the top line, and Corey Perry was apparently third on the Blackhawks in scoring. And now, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. He could be back tomorrow. Could we be back. You, you might never be a Blackhawk again. You might never play in the NHL again. Well, I have no idea what's going on. And and it's hard to criticize because what we've seen lately is a lot of, um, we've seen you know a lot of situations where teams legally cannot commit to talking about something. But the absence of information here is what's driving this story. If Julian get <coughs> excuse me. Julian made a really good point, Julian McKenzie. He said, if you could just if you just said he was day to day for right now, it's a non story. No one gives a shit. Hmm. And 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 that's 
honestly, does anybody care that Corey Perry missed practice? No. He's an older player, probably a maintenance day. It wasn't It that, was that they're like, we can't talk about it. it. And then the players go out and they go. He missed practice, though. He was set to, he was warming up for the game. And, and they, then pulled, they pulled him from the game. They had to play Zaitsev instead of Corey He's day to day. That's that's how that, that that's how the news came out. He's day to day. Really, I did, so I didn't know that. I thought yet. it was. I see. I thought it was. I thought no, it was practice. No, it was pregame, is, and then they uh, they they were short of forward. Didn't because, they say organizational reasons? Yeah, like they they pulled them like just before the game, and they they played Zaitsev instead. Like that's how it all went down. There's no reason. There was no reason for. It. So like I don't know what to speculate on. We don't have answers. No, you we know? don't know. Anything. We just got It's just a wait and see. Hey, Steve. Mm. So how you looking at your phone there. Mm? Are you looking up ways to be healthy every day? How did you know? Jesse might have a recommendation. You don't need to look at your phone. Just look at Jesse. AG1. Oh. AG1. Take it every day. I take it every morning. Why? Uh, because Why? it is so good for me and my gut health. Like that's that's what I aim for is getting all your vitamins and nutrients so you don't need to worry about getting it in other ways. Like you can just take your AG1 every day and you're like, that's out of the way. I woke up in there. It's done. And then also like your gut biomes, they feel better when you wow. take AG1. And the other thing, uh, let the audience in on, you were actually five foot seven when you started doing yeah, the show. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Uh, AG1 does seven. not make you taller. Ah. No? No. That's the only does it make it you greener? In a way, yes, yes, because the the drink is green. It is a little green powder, and I have the little AG1 container it comes in. Then you take a little scoop, and it's all measured there for you, and you put in, put in your AG1 bottle, and you fill up your AG1 bottle with 8 to 12 ounces. You get right in the middle there. I like the 10 ounces. I like to aim it perfect every day when I'm getting the water from the sink, and then I drink it. I shake it and then I drink it. AG1 the, supports your immune health. It's part of your morning ritual, as Jesse said. It's a foundational <laughs> nutritional supplement. Maybe it'll help you stop getting sick like me. It will. Uh, <laughs> it does. I sure hope so. It does. Listen, Immune support is a part of it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. You got to try AG1. Try a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2. Whoa. Okay. That's so many letters and numbers. Dude. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash STP. That is drinkag1.com slash STP. Check it out. Guys, have you ever stopped to consider... The places your butt has been. The magical, incredible places that your butt has been. My butt was in three countries this past week. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you went to events and your butt was at all of them. All the great things you've had happen in your life, your butt's been a part of it. And that's why we want to plant your butt in the best seats with SeatGeek. Hey. Over 70, sorry, with over 28 million downloads, 70,000 events every single day. Wow. You just got on your phone and... Buy your tickets. It's easy. And that's all you do. Yeah. I found Raptor tickets for more than 50% off the other day on SeatGeek. They were like 70% discounted off amazing. of like the uh, actual ticket price. I it can't believe crazy. you got a discount on anything in Toronto. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and great. And now you have a place to put your bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and listen, if you want to use our code, you can SDP for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code. What? Dangle. Nope. No. SDP. <laughs> SDP, Steve. You just said it. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. It's SDP. Uh, one that we don't have to speculate on, and I know fans are super upset about this, especially rival fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. What, what are you looking at? Oh, they're like it looks like the Blackhawks spoke recently, and I wanted to find out what they said. I was trying to show Jesse stealthily, but it didn't work. Mm, I don't think... 
I, I nothing has come up. Oh, trust Drew's me, la- trust me. I've got Twitter open. <laughs> nothing has come up. <laughs> I was trying to be a good boy. I always try to be stealth, and you're like, "What? What is it, Stephen? Well, show it to the class. Fix <clears throat> the light bulbs." <laughs> All we know God is Corey won't play this afternoon in Toronto. Okay. Uh, and they won't say anything else. Yeah, but I think that, that was what we had. No yeah. information. They're in Toronto? Yeah, they're tonight, tonight. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock game. What's wrong? I'm oh, against Toronto. No, it's, it's in Chicago. Yeah, sorry. yeah, it's in oh, Chicago. Yeah, I, you're hung yeah. up on where the game is. I'm yeah. giving you the information of the Blackhawks link that you just tried to show Jesse stealthily. Give me an A. And Give me an H. <laughs> Give me a... No, it oh, wait, I fucked it up. A, D. It wouldn't make sense for them to be in Toronto because they, they have all the games in the States yes. this, this week for Thanksgiving. And right? also or they've today. already played in Toronto. And they've already played. Yeah. 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 yeah so anyway, um, there are fans that won't be very thrilled with this. The reason I can tell, by the way, uh, that you're not paying attention and the reason I have to call it out is because <laughs> what are we talking what because you don't you just don't you stop responding to me you're like I'm trying to be stealth about it and then you just disappear from the show huh? <laughs> what topic are you trying to start to start, I was trying to, trying to go about? to John fucking Klingberg oh, but okay. Steve was like did you see this link did you see <laughs> that's not what I was doing I was <laughs> doing the opposite of that I got spoke about it they said the same thing they've been saying for 48 hours I don't know what the fuck they were crazy. saying no I see Steve point because he wasn't doing that he was trying to be stealth about it he wasn't saying everybody stopped the show he was Super trying to show stealth. me you know steve if you had the link you could you could just share it to jesse on twitter on, yeah on but text. then you'll be like oh you're on your phone asshole <laughs> you know how hard it is to, to be stealth on camera and microphone extraordinarily extraordinarily john Klingberg. um someone get him his haul is on ltir um, and he is ineligible to play until at least December the 12th. Um, it's believed that it's a hip injury. It is a real injury. A lot of people are like, oh, it's not a real injury. It's cap circumvention. Listen, if you're mad about the Leafs being a rich team, uh, you better get used to it, man. Like, I, I, they are Listen. they are going to do anything that any team with money is going to do to cr- try to get around their mistakes, and the Leafs have done it. Listen, if the Leafs wanted to circumvent the cap, what they would have done is put Nikita Zaitsev on LTIR. That's something they would have done. It's also, that would have been cap circumvention. This, these things are also vetted by the NHL. Yes. So, so there is a due process that happens when a player goes on LTIR like this suddenly when they were playing and then now there's an injury. They research this. They go in. They do their medical tests with independent doctors that aren't the team doctors. And they make sure that this is a legitimate injury so that teams do not take advantage of them. Yeah. Because the NHL doesn't like when the Leafs cheat. Like, believe it or not, they're not on the Leafs' side. They want to stop yes. them if yes. they're cheating. The, uh, Gary and his guys don't want this happening. It was, so, a, so, it was a large portion of Sen's Twitter yeah. who made memes about Matt Murray being hurt all the time. And then when it's like, oh, Matt Murray's hurt, they're like, what? Like, so, yeah. no, it's... There are, there are hurt. checks and balances in place for when teams put guys on an LTIR. Also, if you think that the NHL wants the Leafs to win so bad, why are they so terrible at it? <laughs> They've been the Leafs have been terrible for a hundred years. Yeah, no, the NHL are yeah. The NHL They've been trying for fifty years to make this team win. The NHL rigging the league for the Leafs to win would actually explain a great deal about why they've been so bad. Oh yeah, actually, because the NHL <laughs> tends not to be great when yep. they rig things. Yes. Um but yeah, John Klingberg Give him David Clarkson. As we said in the last episode, it's gonna be the what this is is listen, people were highly critical of his play. Uh, and he had he had a couple of good games and some real stinkers. His last game was good. It was, but it looks like this is a, this problem, and it was supposed to be a hip. 
Sheldon Keefe said, the decision's with him, right? So we don't know what he's going to choose, but it looks like surgery's on the table. If he has surgery, he might be ready for the playoffs, maybe. Like, it's obvious that it, it was obvious that this was always going to be something that needed to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there are players where I've heard the criticism with them. Uh, like, this is years ago they were on the Leafs. And the criticism was, oh, they require a lot of body maintenance. And this player's still in the league. Mm-hmm. And they're not on the Leafs anymore. And they're doing great. Um, so, you know, just because you have injuries to maintain doesn't mean that you're bad. This is something Klingberg was trying to maintain. And you could see through his play that it was slipping through his fingers. Took a couple games off. Comes back. Looks good. And what, what took him out? Was it was it a uh, was it a big hit? Was it what, did he get speared? Did he get hit by a puck? No, he he sat on a plane, and that wrecked everything. And like I mean, th- if that's taking you out, if that's making it so you can't play, um, you you gotta sit. You gotta whether it's surgery or rest or what have you. It's obvious that regular maintenance even taking a couple games off here and there was not going to be good enough for him. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it does if, – if he does sit out and and he's not back till say, the playoffs or he just doesn't play again for the Leafs, um, it does open up some, some opportunities for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's undeniable. And I think people are right to ask the question, you know, what do they do? And my thing is, how about nothing for now? They've looked pretty good with the lineup straight. the way it is. And yeah, and, and and it's it's unfortunately uh, with Reeves and with Klingberg, they didn't play confidently with those guys in the lineup. It felt like they were having to stretch or to cover or to to make the lineup look in a, a way that it didn't need to look. Mm-hmm. And I I for one am a you know a big proponent of not that there's going to be any early trades because there never is a November trade like anything of consequence. Sometimes. Um, it's rare. It's rare. really rare. Like Duchesne trade. Yeah, but if this, yeah, that that was boiling for a while though. Yeah. Like nothing just develops. Like the Oilers would love to make a big trade right now. They can't. It might, be, you know, because they have the holiday freeze. Mm-hmm. Might be real busy before the holiday freeze. We'll see. Can we'll you see. name the five players the Leafs have on LTIR right now? Steve Dangle, Jake Muzzin, one. Um, John Klingberg, two. Matt Murray, three. Timothy Lilligren, four. Connor Timmons hasn't technically been activated yet. Five. Well done. Yay. And now he but can be. he might be. play tonight. Now he yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah, there you which go. Which is cool. I think uh, uh, it's a sad story for John. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the how this plays out. But if if that cap space becomes available, the deadline looks a lot different. And I, oh, you know, I would say. Season. Well, the whole season. But I, I think that the um, the team, the way it's playing right now, I don't wouldn't have a problem with it. Just keep it for now. See um, what you have. Yeah, no, you do need to see what you have. And, I mean, you got some defensemen playing pretty well, and acquiring two defensemen would push them out of the lineup. Yeah. Right? So, like, there's still that internal competition going on. Um, And, like, you acquire – let's say you're able to keep Brody, acquire Zadorov, acquire Tanev. Well, like, what does that mean for a Connor Timmons who you haven't even seen play – what does that mean for Lilligren, who you're not going to be able to see play for a while? What is Mark Giordano going to be forced to play as offside? Like, or do you just keep William Lagason in? And 
there's uh I I think they're actually kind of in a good position where even though their D hasn't been great, it's recovered a bit and like you're seeing uh you're seeing guys in your depth that have a little bit more than you thought. Like Lagason, like how many people had a real opinion about Lagason before he started playing? Only Oilers fans. Alan Walsh. Yeah, Alan, Alan Walsh. Walsh. That's yeah. it. Uh <laughs> Simone Benoit. Like it, just the seventy five thousand people who watched that video that I made. But that's mm-hmm. it. It's nuts that that it's many people nuts. watched that. Yeah. I think it was actually more. But um, you know, th- so they they have guys who can give them minutes. Mm-hmm. They need quality minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know if I'm loving the Lagasin Benoit pairing in the playoffs, but the uh, one thing I will hear from Leafs fans and discuss about the John Klingberg LTIR situation is that it was a huge swing and miss from Brad for living. Yes. Yeah. It was a complete disaster signing both Reeves and Klingberg because if this is how it played out where you've got to scratch one and then you can bury that money eventually in Ryan Reeves and the other one, the money doesn't matter anymore because it's going on LTIR, all of that money could have been used for other players mm-hmm. on July 1st that could be in the lineup right now and that is a huge blunder a month into your tenure I, as general I keep manager. hammering the name Matt Dumba. And the Leafs had a multi-year on the table for him, and I guess he turned it down. That's the that's what we've heard. And then he didn't get a multi-year from anybody else, and then ended up in Arizona for the same, basically the same money they paid Klingberg. Now, what if this isn't shenanigans, but it is? What do you mean? He knew that there were ah, problems. Reeves will not be good, and Klingberg will play twelve games. No, so Reeves was just a stupid decision. That wasn't good. That was terrible. Um, but Klingberg. Like, think about it. I, I want to. It's an appealing idea. Yeah. Hmm? We have this guy who could put up at his best 40 points, points up from the back end in a bad season. But on this Leafs team, like, oh, he could return to like 10 goals, 60 points. He had 10 goals last year, right? Or because we know he has these nagging injuries, if he's not ready to go, we could simply put him on LTIR. So you look at it as a no risk move because you're like, well, either he's good or he's not able to go and we just LTIR the guy. Like that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens around the league all the time. I don't think the Leafs are too fussed about it. I, I really don't think they're worried about it internally. I don't. I uh, I don't I don't see that. I think I do genuinely believe they're trying to get him to a place where he's John Klingberg again. I think that was part of it. They yes. wanted a redemption arc there a little bit. Yeah. And it started great. Mm-hmm. It's, it looked really good yeah. at the beginning. And I was like, well, hot damn, check out John. Oh, that was a weird decision from John. Oh, now it's exclusively weird decisions. He can't stand up. Oh, he's out of the lineup. Hey, he's back. He looks fine. The plane injured him. I just look at the... <laughs> like, dude, it's bad. I look at the $5.5 million in those two players and I say, it could have been spread out a little differently. Yep, 100%. Isn't it weird that it's exactly 5.5? Why? Why is that weird? I don't know. Just they have two cap hits that are funny and they just add up to a not funny cap hit. No. I don't see the humor in the number. It's not humor. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I but don't like, see the humor dude, in the number. Anybody we're not being hard on Steve, are we? No, no I, I feel like this one is. Uh, That's a Steve. This thing. is a Steve. Yeah. It? Ain't that funny, Steve? I guess it is. <laughs> what if I'm just you know three <laughs> obsessed with round numbers that aren't round? One point 
350 plus 41 something. And, it, and it's not an odd they number. Add. It's an even number. It's crazy. They add up together to 5.5. Nice, nice round number. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> what if go fuck yourself? Here's what they can't what do. That? Here's what they can't do. Next year, Neil Anders deal is going to be 10, 10 and a half at this point. So 12. 12. At this point. What is it, what's you Mike might win a heart trophy. Get ready to speak 14 million buddy. <laughs> um, that deal is going to be expensive. And they're going to keep them. Uh, so well, I think they're going to keep them. Well, uh, the, is he going to break Gretzky's record? For what? Point streak to start a season. I hope so. I think it's at 50 games. 50, yeah, 52? <laughs> is it 52? Gretzky, yeah. Um, Was that true? Oh, what is the game? so oh yeah, yeah. Gretzky, yeah. you checked yeah, this. Yeah, Drew, Drew and I were looking this up in Sweden. You know, oh, uh, you know, so he could get a point against the Blackhawks, right? Mm-hmm. Like that'd be believable. Next game is against the Penguins. He could get a point against them. That's believable. And then I think there's one or two more after that. And then the game where he can—it's either tie or break the record. Not Gretzky's. To start a season. Yeah, to start a season, it's Gretzky's record. Gretzky's what? He's that close? He's yeah. He's only like four games away. I thought it was fifty games. No, it is fifty no. games. No, it? no, no. To start the season, not point streak. Just to no. Start I thought the... Gretzky's to start no. a season it's was fifty 20, games. Twenty one, isn't it, or twenty two? Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, man. He's like right there. Unless that's McDavid's active streak. I'm looking it up. To start a season? Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys are wrong. No, it's, no, it's Gretzky. It's, fi- it's 51. It's 51, you guys. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it was the 50 and 37 oh, games. They've been showing year. it on the broadcast yeah. for like, I'm like two I, weeks now. I, and I'm like, I'm not making this up. Oh, sorry. I was in Sweden. And Sundin <laughs> tied him for the... Uh, Tied him for the second longest, which was with the Norris. Maybe so that's maybe what you're the doing, McDavid. the Sundin one. Oh, I don't know. The Whatever 30. The yeah. There's some record, and the game <laughs> where he has the chance to beat him is Boston. But no, it's not that The McDavid anymore. record is today. Yeah. McDavid's is today. a 17. Willie's at 17. Yeah. It, he, can pass, he can pass McDavid, Zetterberg, and Andrew Chuck today. Drew's looking at that. I don't know. This is this was a long waste. Of time. If he gets a point, if he gets <laughs> a point in the next, <laughs> everything you, I've done was wrong. Because you had to do the lights. <laughs> you had to do the lights. You had Fuck. to come in. <laughs> if okay, if if uh, Neilander gets a point today and a point tomorrow, he will be ahead of uh, Bill Cowley, Marcel Dion, Dave Anderchuk, Hendrick Zetterberg, and Connor McDavid, and will be wow. fifth all time. For longest point streaks to start a season. And he'll be behind Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Matt Sundin, and Wayne Gretzky. See, see, and Danny Healy. It's right there in front of you. Drew and I were looking this up in Sweden. <laughs> and then, and then we went to a place that they said Bomb yeah, Chuck yeah. a lot. And I was is like, I wonder your, what that means. Is that your I wonder what that means, Drew? Is that your Steve? Chuck a lot. It's hilarious. <laughs> You got you guys warm tracking on. <laughs> Steven, what the fuck were you talking about? I'm embarrassed. <laughs> you know my favorite part about this is that no Your point friends at no point did anybody look up the record. Like yeah. <laughs> you guys are 
searching the calendar and didn't even look up the record. Well, the I don't business. know what you were, what <laughs> record you were talking about. <laughs> I thought we had the longest leaf one potential, or the longest is Matt Sundin. Yeah, Matt's. No, he did, he oh, he did, did that with the Nordiques. That's the Nords, not. That's yeah. not. Yeah, the longest leaf one. I don't even know, but it's William like, Nylander. Oh, it is William. Yeah, yeah. He, it's his record then, right now. Now the longest leaf streak, point streak ever was Mitch Marner last season. Yes, and so he's a few points behind that. Sure, or a few games behind. I don't that. think he was Maybe, looking that up. Do you think Steve was looking that? I up? think Steve thought fifty games hits in December. Man, that made me laugh. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, I just want to throw this out there. This is how bad the Leafs have been, just generally for such a long time. Besides Nylander. I don't think there's any other Toronto Maple Leaf in the top 50. That's so embarrassing. Oh, the point streak right Yeah, here? a point streak to start a season. Yeah, it's that's such what's a... embarrassing. <laughs> 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 oh, Drew figured it out. Oh, you, you longest get... point streak in Leafs history ever is 23 Yes. Longest. That's what I said. That's Mitch Martin. Yeah. Last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> glad no, I brought that so guys, glad that's what we were talking about. No Leaf has had a, a playoff or a, a start of the season, a point streak, like a point streak to start the season that's gone over like ten. Other that's than okay. this guy, this there's, is a, there's a, no, but there's a lot of teams uh, that don't have over ten. Yeah, like if you look at that list, it's like six teams. I know, but I'm, I the thing is, is that like the Leafs have, are 108 years old. <laughs> like you'd think somebody would have been. Yeah. What a frustrating franchise. <laughs> Yeah. Are you okay over there? No. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at something. Oh, my God. All right. So now, there is one last thing that we want to hit uh, as November winds up. Uh, Todd Scriving from the ECHL's Scriving. Scriving, uh, ECHL's Newfoundland Growlers reached out to you, Steve. Yes. Um, and uh, we should help him out. Yeah, let's help him out. Um, Adam has it right in front of me. Um he says, I'm doing a fundraiser this year for Movember. It's called the Scurvy 2.0. Love that. <laughs> it's in honor of my dad who is battling prostate cancer. Uh, my goal this year is to sell 500 shirts at $30 each. I'm assuming that's Canadian, obviously. Uh, that will help me raise $15,000. 15 is my jersey number for the Canadian Cancer Society. Uh, Daffodil Place of St. John's. Last year, I was able to do 10000 but I was hoping uh, to make a bigger splash this year. Uh, and then he was, you know, we were talking about uh, sharing it and reposting it and all that. Um, but what what's his Twitter handle, Adam? Uh, I don't know because... Uh, oh, it should be right there. No, it just says his name. Oh, never mind. I'll look it up right because now. Because Twitter is bad now. Uh, but what I would what I would <laughs> say is wrong. the Toronto Maple Leafs have never allowed us the pleasure of having an active Toronto Maple Leaf on this show ever. We've never had. Should an we have Todd? active Toronto Maple? Leaf. So can we get Todd on? I'll ask as an active member of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. I'll uh, I'll um, oh, go be, yeah. through the it's, the problem. It's always funny too. Channels. By the way, I just want to say a little. I, I want to say a little shout out to. Uh, uh, when, when Dubis used to do his rounds, he'd do the one radio station and then he'd do the other radio station. And I'd be like, hey, listen. Listen, man. Hey, Adam. Fun At thing, some point. Fun thing about those radio talk stations, too. just like quirky little tidbit about them, they own the teams. You know what? <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like there's got to be a competition different. for it. It's just a little silly. Uh, and, you know, they, little, they uh, might write his paycheck. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I so, don't like it. Todd Skirving, T-O-D-D. S-K-I-R-V-I-N-G. Uh, that is his uh, 
Twitter handle and uh, in his uh, description. Uh, oh, there is a link, but I don't think that's to the shirt. Damn it, we're going to help him sell the We shirt. will put it in the description of this show. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yes. On on Spotify and on uh, I YouTube? found the link. There it is. Okay. I'll send, I'll send yeah. it to you. Okay. Wherever you're listening or watching, just hit up the description and you'll hit the link there. You can support a great Movember cause. Are we doing a press conference? Um, No, because we got to go watch a Leafs game. Okay, we well, got to send just, Steve home. Let me say this. To everybody that reached out to me about NHL linesman Tyson Baker blocking mm. Dennis Gilbert's head from, from falling on the ice. Man. I know, I know I gave linesmen a bunch of shit about a month ago. That was spectacular. This is heroic. Uh, absolutely amazing yep. move. And as much as I give them shit for, like, fake dropping the puck, and it's like, you know, they're, they're offsides that aren't really offsides. I believe you said you hate seconds. their families. No, I, yeah, I said, I said <laughs> kick them out of the country is what I said. Um, wow. No, I, I want to say I want to do a big shout-out to him for that. That was an unbelievable move. And frankly... It was amazing to see, and that he even had the foresight to think about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just instinct. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. instinct, man, and good on him. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is one good linesman. Oh, my gosh. Adam! There's one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> linesmen around the world are just so upset right now. Oh, man. He's... Wow, it's it's too bad that refs and linesmen are so they're so hard to get angry, aren't they? No, he's actually he's <laughs> not on... defensive at all. It's I don't know if it's three or four or five or six games from now, but he's actually going to break the record for best linesman. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Adam, did you see the drama between Scott Foster and Chris Paul? No, I didn't. Yes. Steve, you, I what assume you've seen yes. this. Uh, so Scott Foster, longtime NBA referee, and Chris Paul, longtime point guard uh, in the NBA, now currently on the Phoenix Suns. They have drama that dates back like decades, going back to when Chris Paul played for the Clippers. The By the way, is it, now, isn't it Scott Foster? Oh, sorry, sorry. I said Phoenix is Suns, Scott uh, Foster not a bit notorious? Am I wrong on that? Yes, okay. he's notorious for this in particular about his battle with Chris Paul. And he threw him out of the game. He gave him back-to-back techs, uh, technical fouls on, uh, what was it, Tuesday night the game happened? It was recent. Chris yeah. Paul? Yeah, because yeah. they have they have personal drama. And they they because he was just yapping at him, yeah. and they asked Chris Paul after the game, like, so what's going on with you and Chris Paul? And Chris Paul is just up up on the podium, and he goes, "That's between me, Scott Foster, uh, when I was on the Clippers, my dad, my child, and that's between us." He said it's personal. It's personal. That is a personal uh, thing we have against each other. Which and he how said do, it How do you mic. investigate that immediately? How is Scott Foster allowed to ref any game between Chris Paul? With like, Chris Paul on it. You, you have to... You can't, he can't play... You can't ref those games. At least until the NBA has done a satisfactory look into that situation. I mean, you have a player in the NBA saying this ref has a personal bias against Into me. a microphone in front of reporters. You can't... You can't have him do another... Warriors or if he's traded any game that Chris Paul is in, you can't have him do another Chris Paul game mm-hmm. because then that becomes the sideshow. That's the that's the biggest storyline going into the game is Chris Paul versus Scott Foster. That's Man. what the TNT panel would talk about pregame. This, this is a player who's <laughs> we been can't ridiculously have successful in his career. He's done like everything but win a uh, ring. Yep. Um, and his record with Scott Foster like isn't it his playoff record? Uh, yeah, just overall he has a terrible record. It's on it's like Sheldon Keefe's record or the Leafs record with Wes McCauley times like 3. Like it's ridiculous. He's like 1 in 20 
or something stupid like that. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the record is. I'm going to see if I can pull it up right now. Jesse's looking it up right now. It is Um, wild. As of now, Chris Paul holds a 3-17 and postseason record with Scott Foster on the sidelines. Chris Paul says it's personal with Foster, and it involves his son. <laughs> Three, Dude, that is personal. He's only got There's, a 15% chance of winning. 3-17 and 17 in postseason games. The NHL, or the NHL, the NBA must have done some sort of investigation. The one thing that I'll, Adam Silver is a very forward-thinking guy mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. Uh, he's got some questionable yeah. decisions, but yeah. I think most – hey, compare him to, to, to uh, David Stern, and then before that – Freaking Larry O'Brien. I don't know if, how much you know about Larry O'Brien, but no, yeah, no. Adam Silver's good. I I would think Adam Silver has looked into that. I just it, I would feel like I think he's now on, he needs to. Like I think now, but that, he's got to make the results of that investigation public now. I would hope so. Like, like the, the if we if this was the NHL, everything would just be go on as is, it is. Is Chris Paul not one of the chairman of the NBA, NBA PA? Like he's up I there with like LeBron. Is I don't know if he still maintains that position, but up until like a few years ago, he was. No, in the NHL, you can just like shove a player, almost break their <laughs> ankles, and get a promotion. So. Yeah, Michael yeah. Bunting, I'm sorry. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel oh, like I don't recall them saying they're sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to Michael Bunting yes. for having oh, to go oh, through yes. that. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we're gonna get out of here because it's Thanksgiving. In America. <laughs> it's a normal day for us. But we're getting out of here anyway. And uh, Jesse's got to edit the show and the Leafs are playing yeah. it too. Right? So. You got an LFR to do this afternoon. LFR. Afternoon LFR. I think I'm going to go home and uh, get, uh, might go to a coffee shop and, oh, in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Steve? Uh, where, where were you? Where, uh, where you, you, know what? you know what? I forgot. <laughs> Okay. Jesse, if that's not a t-shirt by the end of today. <laughs> what? Form chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up. We'll see you guys Monday. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.